2: Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Um, much better than than I have been. I feel like the last two weeks I've been, um, having my you know weekly crises. Um, so please feel free anytime soon, like to have one because you are owed um, a breakdown. <laughs> yeah. it's been a little while yeah break down (laughs) break through whatever i can do for you please do let me know so i hope you're feeling good this week but if you're not break down on me man
3: (laughs) so hang on so we recorded last monday and um but we should say we normally record on mondays but Mm -hmm. we're recording on a sunday this week very this
2: this feels very strange, usually does it
3: honestly does it feel different to you?
2: yeah, it hits differently man um, it's, yeah. it's Sunday for me is a very peaceful um, reverential day of of worship um, and reflection um yeah. but instead well, actually, I suppose in a way what we're doing is worshiping and reflecting um, to the friend the god of friendship
3: yeah the, the, but more genuinely, I just feel. I don't know. Normally on a Monday, I've had a bit more of a full-on day than what I've had today.
2: Uh, you got and that so I've Sunday just, I've feeling?
3: Come, yeah, I feel quite bang. I feel quite um, <laughs> kind of snuggly. Oh, and cute. okay,
2: that's good because you haven't you haven't felt snuggly and cute in a little while. Oh no! So oh, it's always nice. Are, are you? How are you situated?
3: Are you cozy? I am. I've got a nice big hoodie on, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and sockies. yeah, I'm just little sockies for got your some, little toesies. I've got sockies on. I've got some sockies on, and I've got um, them in my my padded sliders oh, that are really snuggly around the is, house.
2: That is snuggly Sunday all yeah. over. Well, they, they, the podcast is gonna have a different feel then because we're both um, in Sunday moods. And as you say, you haven't had um, the usual... uh, You haven't had a commute today, I'm guessing. You also haven't had our podcast to listen to. Usually, we've just listened to ourselves talk.
3: (laughs) On the Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, I... um, Honestly, it it feels as if we're going to be welcoming listeners into quite a relaxed dojo today. Quite a relaxed space.
2: Okay. Um... Kind of place where they can leave their troubles by the door and just enjoy life. Is that what you mean?
3: Amen. Amen. Cut loose and just chill. Oh, let out. it and let it all hang out. Yes, when I say all, I mean let it all hang Every out. last okay? bit. Every last Every bit. Every last bit of <laughs> you. Well, maybe not that, but you know. You know. <laughs> yeah. So um, um why why are we recording today? We're recording on a Sunday because tomorrow I am taking myself to Paris and I've got a very exciting week ahead of me. Tomorrow I've got a, I'll be catching the Eurostar from King's Cross in the morning Mm -hmm. and I'm headed over to Paris to spend a few days with a friend of mine and they are an artist and I think it's going to be... Just days for, I'm taking, certainly there's going to be a guitar and I'm going to take a notebook and fill it up. I plan on just fill it. I'm going to let it all hang out and I'm going to (laughs) just fill that notebook up. But then also on Friday, instead of leaving from Paris to London, Mm -hmm. um, I'm taking myself from Paris to Dublin because Matthew Benson, who's a trombone player that I've had the pleasure of playing with. Well, Mm -hmm. hang on a minute he's so much more than just that, he plays the piano, he sings beautifully, and he is recording his um, a kind of EP, I'm not sure if it's an EP or an album or somewhere in between, but he's recording that, um, yeah, and so myself and a few of the other musicians that we've toured together are heading over, I don't even think like the plan is to play on the recording for me, I think it's more just to Feel the vibe. soak up the vibes, yeah, yeah man, sounds yeah. good, see. and the but yeah, and the studio is one of these studios that's kind of it's like an hour outside of the city in the hills, and mm-hmm. there's like just a pub around the corner, and there's bunk beds in the back of the studio that everyone sleeps in. And yeah, sounds
2: good. You so you've oh mate, you've got a uh, a week of of creative juice coming up. Hopefully,
3: well that's the that's that's the plan. I'm yeah, and also I'm I'm always happy to, you know, say in the situation of going over to Paris, mm-hmm. I just love going, I'm a tourist here. Let's do like... I even Sometimes I like doing it in London. I'll go to the Tower of London or I'll go and, you know, deliberately walk over Tower Bridge mm-hmm. just because it's beautiful, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Well, uh, how much time have you spent in, in Paris?
3: Well, well, quite a lot in the, over, the, over the years.
2: How's your French?
3: Um... Uh, I'd say, what does it mean when someone says nil poire? Uh, <laughs>
2: um, yeah, like uh, bad, like shit, like not very good.
3: Okay, yeah, well that's Zero perfect. points
2: for your French, okay. Well, yeah. that's good news because I th- had a feeling, I knew you were going on this trip to Paris, I had a feeling that maybe you were not. Not the best at French. Is there, that, is you, that fair to made, say?
3: What's made you think that, though? <laughs>
2: well, you just always strike me as a sort of nil point kind of guy. At, um,
3: <laughs>
2: so there's a, a few key phrases that I think you'll need. And I okay. had my lovely French friend who actually lives in Paris, um, Adele. No, no. Adele. Okay. Nazim. And she uh, recorded. Um, Hang on. What? Adele Nazim?
3: So, so, so Adele Nazim has recorded messages for us?
2: Yeah. Well, she's my friend. Why, do you know her?
3: Well, I know of her. That's incredible.
2: Yeah, well, you know, she's not been busy. but So she has recorded a few um, uh, examples, because, you know, my French pronunciation's not great, of just the kind of key phrases that I think you'll probably be using while you're there. Um, okay. So please get ready to listen... Um, I want mm-hmm. to hear what you think it means. Um, uh huh. Oh, okay. And I and then I want you to give it a little go yourself. Okay. Okay. You ready?
0: Uh huh. Est le restaurant où ils ont filmé ratatouille? Oh, Whoa! Whoa! Adele
3: Dazeem is sounding electronic these days.
2: <laughs> She's. It's it's because I she recorded these today and it's a Sunday. She's really relaxed.
3: Okay, because I've got a theory that there are certain people that I've met um, that might or may not be in the public eye that are half-android. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you've, you've shared some
2: of your theories on this and, and <laughs> I, I cannot confirm or deny um, about my friend Adele.
3: Okay, okay. Well, can you repeat, can, can Adele just say it once more? Yeah, just, just again, Adele. No, nah, she's not here. <laughs> she did this earlier.
0: est le restaurant où ils ont filmé Ratatouille
3: restaurant? <laughs>
0: I'll
3: be honest, I can't hear it too clearly down the phone, but I'm doing my best. Okay,
2: well, it's, it's, um, es- I
3: think I just mumbled. <laughs> I think I just said restaurant and then either side said, <laughs> well, let
2: me, I'll, I'll just, um, I'll read it out. My accent's not great, but it's um, "Est le restaurant où ils ont filmé Ratatouille?"
3: Oh, est le restaurant où me Ratatouille? <laughs> 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 yeah, close enough. Um, and so that um, means can I can yeah, I guess, can guess what that means? Yeah. is that is this the restaurant from the film Ratatouille?
2: Very close. It's um, is this the restaurant where they filmed Ratatouille? <laughs>
3: So and Well, there's a chance I might go to that one anyway. I know. So that's, that's good to know. I,
2: and I was just thinking about the kind of things you're interested in. I know you'd like to go see important places from things that have meant a lot to you. Um And also, <laughs> yeah. I know that that rat from Ratatouille owes you money. So you've been looking for him for fucking ages. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Let's not go back to my investments. But let's just say he plays quite a big part in one of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so um, here's this next one from Adele. I'm gonna put my uh, phone mic a bit closer because uh, I want you to hear her dulcet tones. Je suis le
0: homme le plus sexy okay. Alors donne-moi une de table près de la <laughs> fenêtre.
3: There's no way I'm gonna be able to say that. <laughs> well, you got There's any so idea no what way. it means? Uh, can you play it once more? Of course
2: and uh, the listener will be getting a much clearer version of this, of course. Je
0: suis le sixième homme le plus sexy okay. du Alors donne-moi une putain de table près de la fenêtre.
2: I tried to coach her a little bit on her pronunciation of uh, um, Hertfordshire, but she was she was struggling with it.
3: Oh, OK, I didn't hear Hertfordshire. So I heard, is it true your mum drinks like sh- cider in the shower and some- <laughs> and something about the alphabet?
2: Okay, no, um, I can ask Adele how you would say that, if you think that's something that might come up.
3: <laughs> but
2: um, what it actually was, was, I am the sixth sexiest man in Hertfordshire, so get me a <gasps> fucking table by the window.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that's for when you're
2: me. at the restaurant where they filmed
3: Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> can Can you send me these? Because I think that one's going to be really yeah, helpful.
2: Yeah, I'll send you the 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 clips and the, and <laughs> no, the text.
3: Sick, sexy, it's it really sounded to me as if there was something about a mother in the shower drinking Drink cider.
2: No, no, I mean, I know that is true of your mother and and mine. <laughs> Oi, I
3: will not have that. <laughs> I will not have that. What a
2: strange your mum joke.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your mum drinks Oi. cider in the shower. <laughs> Oi, your mum. Your mum drink cider in the shower. Say <laughs> that. Um, OK. One, <laughs> well, if, yeah, one, but if it were true, that would be quite cutting be, to have it, the kids in the playground tell you that.
2: Yeah, I know. That would be very cruel. Kids can be cruel, man. Oh, mm. man, I'm glad I'm not a kid. They could be cruel. Oh. So oh. here's one last little phrase from Adele. This is probably the one you'll be using the most. OK.
0: Mm-hmm. One sec. Où sont les toilettes Um, Again, I think that
3: might be too long for me to repeat, but I think that it's something... um, Excuse me, my friend, where is the toilet? I'm about to have a problem or something. (laughs) Yes,
2: that's very close. That's very close. Okay, uh, what was it? It was... Where are the toilets? It is a terrible emergency with potentially global repercussions.
3: <laughs> oh, and yes.
2: that's just, you know, I thought that might be something that global came up. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, just lastly, Adele did want to record you a little message. Okay, she heard you were, you were coming to her city, mm. and she had a few words to say.
0: Hello, George. So, you want to enjoy the sights and sounds of beautiful Paris? Good luck, dickhead. Your skinny little ass won't last one minute on these streets. Do not expect me to show up and look after you. I'll take you down myself if your fucking fish and cheap loser ass show up in my area. Take my advice. Stay home with a big plate of bangers and mash, if you want to stay alive, bitch boy. I I
2: did say to her she was coming on a bit strong.
3: Did you not? Oh, she's she's got some strong opinions. Wait, hang on, hang on, because the line isn't great. But from what I can tell, Adele Dazeem has just offered me out and told me to be careful. Where, you know, stay on my block while I'm in Paris. I'm a something like a sausage and mash eating, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. pretty
2: much. I think she called you um, uh, a fish and chip loser or something like that. And then, <laughs> then she said, if you want my advice, stay home with your plate of bangers and mash um, and stay alive, bitch boy. And again, I'm sorry about this. I didn't know... She had I'm a fan some...
3: of Adel Dazim's.
2: I know. I think she's a fan of yours, man. But it's just Paris is her block, you know? People are very territorial about. <laughs> especially, you know, the current climate, Brexit, etc. It's it's, yeah. it's tough. So don't take it personally. You're a fish and chip uh, <laughs> little bitch. Yeah. And enjoy okay. your
3: trip. <laughs> enjoy my trip. Um, well, thank you, Ollie, and thank you to. Adele yeah, Dazini. thank you so much, Adele. Um, the wickedly talented, the one and only,
2: Adele Bazin. Okay, now I'm getting a sense of why she was so vitriolic towards you. I think she's a bit sick of that.
3: Okay, okay. Well, you know, we've all got our... Um, Crosses cross to bear. bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so true. So true, man. Um, Honestly, though, I cannot wait. There's There's very little planned for my trip other than... Oh, actually, I'm going to see the... Rotterdam Philharmonic Orchestra, Ooh. Um, which, you know, that's going to be, I imagine... Crazy. Time? Uh, yeah. T- yeah. I'm, what I'm looking for, because the website was all in French, but I read what I thought said slapping beats. Yes. And so I, I was like, okay, wicked. I'll definitely part with some hard-earned cash for that. Yeah. Um, I think then, I don't
2: think you'll be disappointed.
3: Yeah. And then, what else am I doing... Don't know, I think that's about it. So you're just, just
2: improvising, see how it goes.
3: Yeah, just improvising, see how it goes. Um, I, hey, I don't want to, I'm going into this situation with no expectations, but what I'm looking for or hoping for is I wouldn't mind some strolls, a bit of sunshine, uh, one or two glasses of red, <laughs> um, and uh, just to see the sights.
2: Yeah, like the Eiffel Tower... Uh, Arc mm-hmm. de Triomphe, the res- mm-hmm. restaurant where they film Ratatouille. Just all but the yeah, main Paris side. I want to be
3: like, what I'm hoping is that Midnight in Paris comes true and I become Owen Wilson and I end up hanging out with um, is that... Hemingway and the likes. Oh, um, yeah. In little cafes. Yeah, could be, man. Hey, listen. Could be. Every time I'm in Paris, and this, I know this doesn't say much about me, but in you know when you get an earworm? Mm-hmm. I just end up singing "Oh, Eligier, do 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 do. Oh, Elyse. okay. and now I don't know any of the other words. I yeah. just know that bit. And I've just I'm I'm
2: I'm just got a message from Adele because she is listening live, and she said your fucking beef Wellington beef ass is dead.
3: Because... <laughs> what for singing that? Yeah,
2: because you're going to be walking around the street singing that. You're going to be, like, saying, like, Où est le baguette? And stuff like that. And fucking <laughs> no, juggling croissants.
3: Is... <laughs> no, what I do is I say, Parlez-vous anglais, which is, for anyone that doesn't know, that is French for I'm a lazy bastard. Yeah. Okay, I don't like that. Adele like that. Yeah, I would like to... Um, I would would love to learn a language, but I don't know whether I would prefer to learn French or Spanish. Mm.
2: Well, take my advice as someone who lives in Spain and has made very little effort to learn it, (laughs) uh, the language. Um, I mean, I did French at school. You could probably tell from my um, pretty good pronunciation earlier. Ratatouille. You know that was mm. the main the main lesson we did in A levels, but Spanish is not coming easy to me. But to, really, but to be fair, I haven't really put my back into. But the it.
3: thing is, if you if I were to learn Spanish, then that I feel as if might help me in more places. Yes, that than is true. French,
2: that is true. Um. Although, um, I mean, I live in Barcelona, where Catalan is, of course, also. Um,
3: Where the lager runs freely and the... Yeah. Sorry, I'm not going to finish that. (laughs) No, the lager runs freely and people
2: speak Catalan. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, Mexican Spanish is very different to Castilian Spanish. And I posted an Instagram thing of me watching The Simpsons dubbed in Spanish. And it was the, the Castilian version because it was on TV here and i got all these replies from people saying that's not spanish because they they speak the like latin american spanish so they were very they seemed mad at me and i didn't mean mm. i I'm, I'm living in spain so i'm i'm trying to learn that version of spanish which i think is probably fair a fair thing to do
3: yeah absolutely yeah i wouldn't feel bad about that at all i would uh, recently i did suggest to you that maybe a good nickname for you might be spanish yeah um because you're (laughs) a friend of mine that lives in spain
2: yeah that'd be perfect and if you came to visit me and you're saying like you're shouting oh spanish at me in the streets (laughs) people would find that very normal (laughs) You met my mate Spanish.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so just look up for that. Yeah, Um, man. Yes, so, mate, I've got this trip, which I will try and... What I'll try and do is just... um, I don't know. Maybe I could record some bits while I'm there. Yeah, (gasps) well, I'm... For the next week.
2: I'm imagining some accordion in the background. Oh, You know that classic, like, whenever any film is set in Paris, it goes... You like there's an accordion yeah. that plays immediately, so I'm picturing that. Um, uh-huh. Hopefully, you can capture some of your freaking ass getting beaten by Adele. Um, yeah, just everything that happens to you, uh, well, or sorry, anything that happens to you. Any clips you want to to share? Um, That'd be very exciting.
3: Well, as I've said it once and I will say it again, my aim is to have a very relaxed time. I'm not setting any alarms while I'm there. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, doing too much. So I hope that what I can bring to you next week is stories from not only the east, as I am travelling east, <laughs> but um, at the just from a very zen place.
2: Yeah. Or um well, I mean. If Adele has her way, it will not be relaxing at all. Um, she's yeah. kind of warning you to not relax. You should set an alarm. Yeah. Sleep
3: with one eye open, well, you fucking loser. Fish well. and chips. <laughs> uh, um, and then, yeah, and then Dublin and then home. And then, hang on, is, have you just decided that my name is now Fish and Chips? <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's, I've been talking to Adele all day and that's what
2: she's been calling you, so it's kind of rubbing off of me. I'll, I'm, it, it won't last. So when
3: will you be back? Are we uh, back to recording um, at a normal time next week? Yes, but, uh, but one thing, and this might not be of interest to anyone listening, so we might cut this out. Um, I'm going to ask... Uh, <laughs> I might have to ask Mummy Liam if he will come and... Come round to my flat on Monday with some recording gear because then I don't have to cart my podcast gear for a week. Yes, Um, the listener won't won't know my suitcase.
2: But you've got a serious sort of podcast uh, lunchbox. It looks like (laughs) um, in like old cartoons from the fifties when men went off to work, they had have like a little steel lunchbox. George's got one of those, but it's just full of podcast (laughs) content creation material. But it, do
3: you know what? It helps me so much. It does. I didn't think anything was weird about this. I bought this orange kind of uh, Pelly case. And then I got to the pub to meet Ollie and Liam before Christmas. And instantly they were like, we hey, got your lunchbox with you. And then I got to the, we, me and Ollie then went back to Hartford, and we went to another pub to see some other friends. And it was all, <laughs> got, oh, got your lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Well, I hadn't thought anything of it. And the worst thing is, you know full well I want to stick a few stickers on this I thing, know. but that but that will be so lunchbox. Yeah, but the thing that could be my nickname lunch, here he is, yeah, lunch lunchbox. <laughs> 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 um, Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go hell yeah? Can I go um, hell yeah? <laughs> uh, last week, mm-hmm. um, you had had a particularly I think you referred to it as being red alert panic day. Yes. Um, uh, How was your week between then and now? Much
2: better. Uh, I had another sort of blip, but it was nowhere near... That That Monday was just the peak, and then it kind of slowly dissipated as the, the week went on. I don't know why. I think I was keeping myself fairly busy. I had stuff to do, so that probably helped. Although there's still been a few things getting me down you may have noticed or not noticed um n- or noticed the absence of a certain something on a, a popular website oh last you week you still haven't
3: got you, you still haven't got your wikipedia page. last
2: week i i put forward a challenge to the nation to the world really um, to get behind this campaign to get me my own Wikipedia page. Can I just tell you a few things that have been deemed notable enough to have their own Wikipedia pages? Yes. Okay. So first is Herbie the skateboarding duck who um, <laughs> was the star of a short film clip in 1978 where it appeared as if he was skateboarding. He's got his own Wikipedia article.
3: Yeah, but that's just good quack, man.
2: Oh. Me and Adele are this fucking close, George. <laughs> Honestly.
3: No, go on, go on.
2: Um, there's also a Lithuanian crab that predicts the outcomes of the Lithuanian national basketball team's
3: matches. Um, yeah, don't get snappy, man. Don't get snappy. Oh, it doesn't suit you. you are. <laughs> you really... Testing. I, do you know what? I fucking hate puns. Yeah, but you're um, fucking
2: loving it right now, aren't you?
3: No, I genuinely. If In social situations when I hear them, I think... Fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so apologies <laughs> for that. I just know that you hate them as much as me. Oh, good. Thanks
2: a lot, Lunchbox. Anyway. Uh, Clapton Pond uh, has its own Wikipedia page, Mm -hmm. a stone in Oxfordshire has its own Wikipedia page, Russell Crowe's jockstrap that he wore in the film Cinderella Man has its own Wikipedia page, a lamppost in Cambridge has its own Wikipedia page. Um, Yeah,
3: but Ollie, are they happy? Well, Russell
2: Crowe's jockstrap is probably very happy. I, I, I believe it was auctioned off for a certain amount of money because I did read all these Wikipedia pages. I, I know. Isn't
3: that the one that was a, maybe half a size too small, just so it was extra... Yeah, I
2: think it was that one because yeah. there are a few of his jockstraps that are sort of in the common we all know about, but it was specifically that one. <laughs> Yeah. But just think about it. Russell Crowe's sweaty jockstrap is notable enough to have its own Wikipedia page. Fine, maybe but it that, is. But that doesn't surprise me. It. Yeah, but okay. But here's a boy like me who has achieved so little, but in a very entertaining way. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got a podcast. Um, he's got... You know, you know, I've got blue tick on Twitter, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I've yeah, I've, but... I've heard from a few people out there, a few uh, very kind podcast listeners who attempted to make me a Wikipedia page. Um, they
3: were their access denied. And but Ollie, Ollie, we've only released five episodes of this. I think just let it, just just let it breathe. Let people. Just it, it will happen. It will ha- it will snowball effect. And what will happen is, the Wikipedia page will come, and then before you know it, you'll be doing sponsored ads on Instagram. You'll be doing like um, talking about your skincare r- r- routine. Oh, uh, my ointment, and, my cheek ointment. Yeah, your your for your cheeks, and you know you it, it just won't end after a while.
2: But the thing is, I'm listen. If those things come, they come, and I'm sure they will, and uh, they'll come with a huge. Uh, piles of gold and i'll be cool with that i'll be cooler than a bmx trick about that but i'm the thing i'm not cool about is not having a wikipedia page especially because i've been added to yours so i'm like your little fucking sidekick but (laughs) but yeah but you can't click through to find out more about this interesting man that george but give it time yeah, it's been a week, George. Well, it's been six days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. I've, I'm, it's, it's like, I am chill about it. and I'm obviously joking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: An official message from Medicare.
1: A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too.
2: But, anyway, enough of uh, that nonsense. More about um, you, I guess. Um, How has your week been in terms of uh, your moods, your feelings, your heart? Oh,
3: not much to... It's been... been, um...
2: Right, you've got to start having some things happen to you soon.
3: No, 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 Ollie. Hold on a minute. It's been... A funny week. Okay. It's been... Um, funny odd? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, funny good, funny bad. Um, it's been a funny week. I only ended up going to the studio on two days. Out of a scheduled was, what? So four. So I have Monday, I always leave free to do bits outside of the studio. And then Tuesday through Friday, I go to the studio. mm mm-hmm. um, And for both Joel, who I write with, had to postpone for different reasons. But then, equally, I I was actually quite grateful for it. The first day I went in on Tuesday and was just there was there's not much to report. I was just feeling out of sorts, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was. I think also I get a bit frustrated when I'm not able to write Mm -hmm. anything like. With ease, which is really foolish, I shouldn't allow myself to get annoyed at myself for something not coming you know quickly um but so th- i but i can't there's nothing to report in that I can't put my finger on it. I was somewhat i had all i was also aware that i've been this since the new year I've been very social um and I've been out and meeting people and you know seeing friends and everything, but what comes with that is regularly drinking mm-hmm. uh, for me at least and I kind of woke up on having gone for a few drinks on Sunday with a friend um, I woke up on Monday I was like you need to not do this for just a second mm-hmm. um, and so that was brilliant that did me a lot of good um, and it's one of those ridiculous things where you go oh Funny how I stopped drinking for a few nights and my sleep got better, and you know. It is very. That. But although, but then saying that, no, in fact, that's not true. I had, oh no, what night was it that I had a really awful night's sleep? Um, Monday night, I had a really rubbish night's sleep on Monday night. Mm-hmm. But then I would agreed to help my mum out by looking after her dog um, from Thursday evening, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I've only just drop the dog back and in light of the message we got through regarding the um what's the term
2: the uh the the therapy dog the support
3: dog yeah support dog that was it Mm -hmm. um i kind of i didn't grow up with dogs and last week you asked me george whether or not we were anti or pro dog and historically throughout my life i've been a staunch anti-dog man. And I've not felt... But I think that's probably more to do with me not feeling comfortable around them for having not had them. OK, this uh, is...
2: We should say this is dangerous territory. People have been cancelled for far less than no,
3: this. No, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. But my mum got herself a dog, say, four years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just love her so much. And it's, like, made me appreciate other dogs... A lot more, and I kind of and seeing the good that it's done. I don't want to go too far to this, but I think it's done my mum a lot of good having the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this weekend was my first ever experience looking after a dog on your for... on your own. Yes, although my friend Adam did come up to give us a hand, um, but then like it's things like you know mum set up a little cage for her to sleep in, not my mum, the dog um, in the kitchen, <laughs> and. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, perfect. I'm going to definitely use that. And then I got home the first night on Thursday night and I looked at the dog and I looked at this cage and I was like, no, you're coming up with me, man. This dog is definitely, and so the dog slept on my bed and you get this like beautiful, at 6 a.m. You get this little creature that's like, I need to go out, mm-hmm. well, she needs the toilet, but it's like, okay, okay, don't worry, one second, that you get up and there's this little thing that needs you and also isn't judging you. It's mm-hmm. like this little, I don't know. And then, like, don't get me wrong, to, to woken up on Saturday morning to sit on my bed and the carpet <laughs> was, and again, that wasn't my own. Um, it, that was a bit like, oh, my, so the dog's called Joni after Joni Mitchell. What brand um, of dog is it? Well, this is. She's a rescue dog from Greece somewhere, and she was. This isn't necessarily important, but she was found in a bin bag as a puppy. Oh man! Um, and yeah, and so, but she's still incredibly nervous. This dog. So she's she's rubbish with other Traumatized, dogs. Traumatized, I guess. Um, yeah, but she. But then, and she's not great in. So one night, me and a few friends that I haven't seen in a while went to the pub uh, and had some dinner together. And even with, she's fine after five or ten minutes with someone, but she's her tail's down for the whole time. But then when we get home and it's just me and her, it's like she's happy as Larry. So, she, and I think that's also probably because she just lives with just my mum, and there's yeah. no, you know. But for me, it was just a really nice thing to experience that kind of
2: companionship. I don't
3: know, I, yeah absolutely and to and to have each day to wake up and it be like you you have to walk this thing you have to feed it you have to and and all of that's pointless unless you do it with love and so you find Mm -hmm. yourself kind of but I would also caveat that by saying what it's also told me is that I definitely don't want a fucking dog right now because it's kind of but you can't like your day is completely dictated by this thing it's like yeah. you can't do anything sporad like oh yeah, okay, cool, I'll go and t- do that um it's it becomes i, mean, I think pe- people get the survive. dog when you can have it uh i'm not but I'm talking for my lifestyle i'm like i'm not okay. I don't think it would be fair on a dog for me to have a dog I'm um, you know yeah, this trip to, to, Paris to Paris and Dublin, yeah, yeah, exactly would be, and maybe you know I, one day I will be able to do it, but it, it was more just it was nice to be a kind of tourist in that world but it was just a really nice thing having had a bit of a week where i wasn't i don't know again i wasn't having a bad week it was just a bit not 100% uh, yeah yeah and uh, just having this little, well, a- little i mean
2: i i can absolutely relate because um i have a cat woody um and i never had pets growing up so i didn't really get them for ages like i thought they were yeah. sort of weird and i thought everyone who was was deeply invested in their pet was weird and now oh man i get it i would kill yeah. george i would kill you if you did anything to woody and i wouldn't even nice, feel man. bad about it for a second
3: <laughs> nice man <laughs> Cheers, no okay dude. okay
2: i would you know like hire someone to do it or something i wouldn't do it myself but <laughs> But, like, it's just, as you say, having this thing that is excited to see you. um, Because I should say that my cat is a very social... It's not the kind of cat that... It's not like a sort of Severus Snape cat looking down its nose at you. It's more of a um, a Molly Weasley. a a bit more cool pool party kind of cat. Yeah, more of the kind of cat... Like a cool cat that would go to a cool pool party. That sort of thing, yeah. yeah. And so... Yes, it's, uh, I do think it's made a huge difference for me having that, especially because i um at home, because I work from home. And for the listener, I am doing air quotes when I say work. Um, <laughs> and so I'm working from home quite a lot. And so it's nice to have a little pal there with me. But again, there are some downsides. He's ruined many objects and belongings of mine. But hey, who hasn't?
3: Tell you what, though, I took the dog out for a walk today, and it was pissing it down. Mm. Storm Dennis in the UK is going
2: hard, so the, and it's w- like—is this a new?
3: Uh, yeah, Storm Sierra has passed the baton onto their oh, uh, older brother Dennis. Oh, yeah, and he's—he's he's a horrible bastard. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's—it's a. It's, uh, it's, although it's calmed down this afternoon, but I got back and. Poor Joni was soaked, so I had to give her a shower. And then I was like, you all caught up cider. in that. Well, no, and then I looked, <laughs> gave her a cider. Um, and then I was like, oh, hang on a minute, I'm drenched. It, well, that um, just shows
2: what a, what a compassionate person you are. You, Your first thought was for this other being. Um, before. But it was, she was
3: shaking, you know, it was like... Yeah. And I was like, you know, got upstairs. And do you know what I did? Before I left I put a radiator on and put her towel over that so that when she had a shower there was a warm blanket. Do You know what warm that towel.
0: sounds
2: That sounds fucking snuggly, man. Oh, it's so
3: warm and snuggly for her. Yeah.
2: Oh, it sounds a little bit like I mean, I am sure there's some relief because you've you, you know not got this responsibility anymore, but it sounds a little bit like you miss your little snuggly Burmese fighting dog.
3: No, I don't. Not not yet. <laughs> I don't, man. Straight I only on. dropped her off at. I only dropped her off at six, and it's eight o'clock now. So like, yeah, you've not. Had... Right now, I'm just. But you know what I found? She would like. Um, I put a blanket on my bed next to me, for and she would kind of like. If I was listening to podcasts out loud, she wouldn't like it because it was just voices in the room. So mm-hmm. then I started to put kind of just piano music on, say, or I would put just instrument, and she would just start to just completely snuggle up
2: yeah I, I I believe um I don't know how scientific this is because I'm pretty sure this is just based on YouTube videos I've seen but cats and dogs fucking love Mozart man yeah you Have you
3: seen? Oh, I, I watched a video yesterday of this dude he plays um, piano guy to the elephant oh no I haven't seen this so there's this guy, and he, he's got an upright piano. It, it, it's either in, I, I don't know, it looks like the jungle somewhere. Um, I don't know, it might be India. I don't know where he is. It's, but he, I guess somewhere. that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, he's somewhere. And he plays, Um, one of them It's an 80-year-old elephant. And apparently, when elephants move their ears, it's a sign of happiness. And he starts to play, is it the Claire, Le, what's Claire, it called? Claire de Lune? Claire de Lune. He starts just, like, rinsing that. And the, the elephant's ears just, like, going... flapping back and forward and then another video he gets this he leads this elephant onto screen and it's blind which Mm -hmm. is even i don't know there's just something and then he plays a load of um bark for the um uh for the elephant and again it is um, wafting around and it was beautiful
2: that is beautiful, but how did this guy get a fucking piano into the middle of the jungle?
3: I don't know, but stranger things have happened. Oh my lord, you don't have to tell me. Um, um, Ollie, yeah. there's something that I really want us to do. Uh huh. Um, which is, I would love to dive into some emails with people for advice. Uh, sorry from people that have advice regarding making friends in new places, new cities, new circumstances, all that Yes,
2: so we talked about that uh, two weeks ago now, I suppose. Yeah, Um, yeah. And we've had lots of emails from lots of people could relate to that. Lots of people emailed in saying they've also found that at a certain age, especially when you're not at school or university or anything like that anymore it's much harder to make long-term friendships relationships um here's one email from well hold
3: on could we just because it doesn't feel not right going into emails without the um jingle we've we've received a
2: lot of emails in fact i think i see someone on the horizon galloping up to me with a big
3: bag full. (laughs) take it away (laughs) email for you my lord from East Sire This email's just come in, my lord Okay,
2: thank you uh, peasant boy So, we got uh, lots of emails, here's one from Erica who says, my name is Erica and I'm 26 years old Two years ago I moved from Milan to London for work, at the time I only had one friend who was such a couch potato to the point that I had to beg her to come and have a pint with me <laughs> at the <laughs> pub downstairs from where she lived Oh! Oh, no. (laughs) As a result, I was just going out by myself, so I didn't have to spend my Friday night at home, which is um, something I can relate to, Erica. No shame in that. And, yeah, she says she found some ways to make friends that she wanted to share with us and the listeners. And she's got a very nicely laid out bullet point format here. Joining a recurring event. So she made good friends by going to a Tea with Strangers meetup where essentially you join a small group of people for coffee or a drink at various locations in London. And Erica ended up becoming friends with the people she met there and she even hosted this event a few times. So that is definitely something that I think if you feel able to do that, because for some people that might be an anxiety-inducing thing, but I suppose the, the bit to remember is that everyone else is probably in a similar situation. They all, they all want the same thing. And Erica also suggests joining an activity group. She said, I recently joined a choir in London. And after practice, they all go down to the local pub to sing and have a drink, which sounds very good to me.
3: Yeah, I love
2: that. Um, she says, I can't say I've made friends yet, but what a wonderful way to bond over shared interests. And... That's something that's come up quite a lot. Um, People suggesting either like sport groups, if you're into that, or, yeah, choirs or music, any kind of music thing. Or I think someone suggested the pottery class. And there's all these things. You go there. You have an activity to do, so the kind of awkwardness, the pressure's off, because you don't have to constantly be talking because you're gonna be bloody singing. You're gonna be choiring it up.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I think that's a good way of doing it. And also, there'll be lots of like minded people there who like a good sing along. Yes. So thank you very much, Erica, for yeah, those thank are all you, Erica. very useful. And we also got a yeah, we also got an email from Uh, Henrique, I think. I'm sorry. I should have looked up how to pronounce it. But they say, I'm going through a pretty tough breakup at the moment and silence makes everything worse. So it helps a lot to have two really nice giggling gentlemen sitting in my ears, keeping me company through the day. It would be a lot harder without you. That's very nice. They go on to say that two years ago, I, I moved from Berlin to Vienna. Uh, brackets, so I actually am sending you news from the East. That's good <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I met my now ex-boyfriend a month after moving there and since then didn't miss any further social interactions because I like being alone or having a small selection of other people around me, so I wouldn't really try and find other friends. I knew it would be better to see other people, but it just felt all right the way it was. At first I was working and then I was going to university and at both places it didn't really work out finding new friends. Now that I'm alone again, I have to find a new way to deal with everyday life and also find new people because that's what everybody needs sooner or later, like it or not. In my hometown, I had my safe environment and every new friend was just a good addition or maybe an improvement to what was already there through school and everything. That's different now since nothing is as steady around me. But what always worked for me was the music. Joining a new orchestra or choir, for example, making music together is such a beautiful thing. That connection you get is unique and you don't even need to speak the same language if you're living in another country. Amen. I guess looking for places with people with similar interests always helps. Searching for them is my biggest challenge at the moment. It can get really exhausting, but I think things like these are never easy. We all have to make our way through it until we get comfortable again in the end it will be worth it. I think that's all very sensible good advice. Again, this idea of going somewhere where there's an activity going on and also a very good point about the music thing where you don't really have to be speaking too much. You speak in the language of music,
3: man. Yeah. And that's universal. Absolutely. Um I love that email that was really and it had a very positive end there saying we're all going to need it in the end yes. and you know I, I love that
2: and yeah there's been tons and tons of emails with people making suggestions kind of along these similar lines but also just saying that they can relate to that feeling of finding it difficult to make friends or being in a new place and for me personally it's been very nice to kind of remind myself that, of course, I'm not the first person to have these feelings, so other p- people out there are also in the market for friends, and I, w- I won't make them if I don't get out there. Um, perhaps we should just say thank you very much for all those lovely emails, and if anyone wants to send in an email from the east, from the west, from the north, from the south, hey... Just send it over, man. We'll get it. The internet is very, very good these days. And yeah. you do that,
3: George. How? The best way to do that is to the email. The way to do it. <laughs> the best way to do that is to email contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com.
2: That's contact at And subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. Give us a rating. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, yeah I, but I'd say let a friend know but just quickly Ollie do you like I, I'm i very grateful that people have emailed in regarding the how you make friends um, and I, it's not surprising to me that they, so many have mentioned the going out and finding a club I, I, ju- I just wonder if that that idea is easier said than done and that you know it's the It might be a running jump for a lot of people to be like, okay, because we are concerned about how we come across to new people and, you know, how do you present yourself? Who is it I'm supposed to be in this situation? But maybe the lesson here is that we should all take a bit of inspiration from the fact that it has worked for other people and maybe give it a go ourselves.
2: Yes, And, and remember that, I mean, we've got so many emails about this which proves that you might feel like you're the only person that's not going out and having a great time but lots of people feel the same lots of people want to meet so um while it might still be hard to get over the initial anxious feeling of of going to one of these groups i can say that that's something that i have trouble with but i think it's worth pursuing i've been going to this the co music co-working place and I recently said thanks to someone because um, they held the door open to me. So I do feel like I'm making huge progress because I said thanks. We moved on, but they'll be thinking now: who's that cool guy? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, can I tell you something, George? Quickly before we leave,
3: just just one thing on that email thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the the other thing that you said is you're not, you know, the, the amount of emails we've received is evidence that people aren't the only ones that are staying in alone. But the thing that I imagine is exasperating it is that then sitting home alone and flicking through Instagram, yeah. seeing everybody on their stories and in their feed, you know, supposedly having the best time ever. Um And I know it's... I would love one week for us to talk about this more at length, the whole social media thing. And I imagine actually there's enough in it to talk about it, you know, Multiple on a, many times. different... Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I just... If if there's a way of kind of, once you've come to terms with the fact that you're having a night in alone, try and make that a positive thing where you look after yourself and you don't just you know Compare. sit there scrolling through. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, saying this as someone that absolutely does do oh, of that. Of course, me and, too. Yeah.
2: But it's yeah, it's um, not a very um, well. Firstly, it's not real, is it? So it might seem as if there's this perfect night going on that you're missing out on, but you're only getting the the highlights. I know from my personal experience, if I post stuff on Instagram, you know, like I'm not posting when I've got liquid ass. Um, no. Although, might be a market
3: for it, but... No, and here's a perfect example. I'm not posting when I'm at four in the morning in Storm Dennis while this dog won't go to the toilet, Mm. I'm posting when my friend takes a cute picture of me holding the dog and we're both smiling and life is good. Life is
2: good and and Joni's a perfect little angel who's never been sick on your bed and that
3: sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But then also I find it quite insincere when people do like, you know, social media is full of, you know, I'm going to start posting the real stuff of my life and then I'm like, yeah, but is it? Is, is it the real
0: stuff? I don't know. I mean, know. I
2: think it's, it's an, uh, well, not in all cases, but I think it, it's an admirable pursuit for some people, but there's a lot of this kind of stuff on YouTube where it's like, we're going to show how people don't really react, don't really interact with each other anymore by filming this fucking completely manufactured, like YouTube sketch and yes. making themselves out to look like really thoughtful, intelligent people. And so, yeah, I mean, everything on the internet just prob- should probably take with a grain of salt. But there are some good people out there, such as at uh, Ollie McKendrick on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, you're all right, too, George. You're a good guy. Yeah, man. Okay, I'm all right. So can I just <laughs> quickly... Um, this has been on my mind all week. Um, I was in a cafe... And I went to the bathroom, and then I left, and and there was someone kind of waiting to go in. So I held the door open for them, and they said thank you, and I tried to say you're welcome in Spanish, but I accidentally said the equivalent of bon appetit as they were <laughs> walking into the toilet. <laughs> so I said uh, buen buen provecho. I think that's what it was. I don't. You still don't even know. <laughs> And so they must have thought, oh, fuck, what? They must have, I, yeah.
3: Like you'd left them and something, left them something a tree, in there, yeah. like you, you're out. Full my love. Full of fatigue, Yeah, and on well, that, that note. Well, that's really put a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I- I'm sorry to you and anyone listening if I've been a bit slow this week. I think actually what started as the opening of the episode, me going, oh, I feel Zen Sunday vibes, bro, has ended. um, (laughs) Just me going like, wah, wah, wah.
2: No. Hey, listen, you sound a a bit like Herbie the Skateboarding Duck uh, when you did that wah, wah, wah. But um, (laughs) no, you've been an absolute pleasure as usual and enjoy your trip in Paris. Watch out for Adele.
3: And bon Appetit, bon appetit my love
0: An official message from Medicare
1: A new law is helping me Save more money on prescription drug costs Maybe you can save too